0: Live from Southern California,
1: this is the Jim Rome Show. Let's start with some NFL. There is some overdue credit that I want to send out right now. For real. Because earlier this week, I called the Bengals the hottest team in the NFL. And I meant that. I'm not going to walk that back. I was not lying to you about that. Those dudes are on fire. They're on one. They're scary. They've run off four dubs in a row. They just beat the Niners and the Bills in back-to-back weeks. Joey B is finally right. The mad scientist. My dude, Lou Anarumo, finally has that defense humming. And absolutely nobody wants to see those dudes right about now. I stand by all that. I'm not walking any of that back. That said... Cincinnati is not the only one that nobody wants to see right now. They're not the only ones who are on fire, and they're not the only ones who've just run off four in a row and have a quarterback that looks great and a defense that is bawling out. I think you know who I'm talking about. I know there are a bunch of people in Be More right now nodding their heads and saying, It's about time, Rome. It's about time. About time you shouted out the flock. It's about time you hyped the Ravens. And B-More, you'd be exactly right. Because the Ravens look legit. They look legit. They sound legit. That 7-2 record is legit. And if you look like a contender, and you sound like a contender, and you act like a contender, and you quack like a contender... And you walk around like a contender and you're 7-2, and two, then that's what you are. You are a legitimate, thank you Alvin, legitimate contender, serious contender. And they couldn't be further from that stressful multi-year contract negotiation with Lamar than they are right now. The vibes in Baltimore right now are actually immaculate. How do I know? Sitting here in Cali? I've been listening to Roquan Smith because Roquan Smith could not wait to tell SI this week how thrilled he is to be a Raven since he was traded from Chicago last season. Absolutely ecstatic to be a Raven and also even more ecstatic not to be a Bear because he knows he actually has a chance at a Lombardi in Baltimore. Check out this quote, an actual quote. And when I just think about it, from the perspective of having the opportunity to compete for one year in and year out with the talent we have, man, it makes me so happy. Just knowing my career is not going down the drain in the sense of playing somewhere where I'm not truly competing for a title. End of quote. What a great line. Man, I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy to know that I'm not having my career go right down the toilet. This dude sounds like the happiest guy in the NFL right now, and he should be, because your career is going down the toilet when you're stuck in Chicago. Ask any of the Bears who are still there how it feels to have their careers going down the toilet, if not their lives. Getting off that sinking ship is an incredible win in and of itself. Jumping off that ship and landing with the Ravens is incredible. No wonder that dude's so happy. He then chased that gym with this equally obvious sentiment, quote, honestly, man, it means the world to me being a Raven. End of quote. Well, we can tell, dude. Great to be a Raven. Even better not to be a bear. Anybody would be thrilled to be a part of that defense right now because that defense right now is dominant. No D has allowed fewer points so far this year, which is exactly why Lamar was out in front of the media yesterday hyping them all up.
0: I'm not trying to toot our horn, but I believe our defense has no weakness. Uh, just from the defensive line, the linebackers, the secondary, how they flying around and disguising defenses uh, to make it look like one coverage, but it's something else, and, and how they, how they um, time up their blitzes. It helps us out a lot, you know, because we play playing other teams. they find flying around, giving us their best shot. It's like we're one of the best defenses every day.
1: Hard to argue with any of that, right? In fact, I'm not going to argue with any of that. As well as Lamar is playing, that defense might be the real reason to be all in on the Ravens. Even Lamar knows that. Listen to him. So there's your love, Baltimore. There is your love. I won't even stop there because really the entire AFC North Deserves a shout-out, a.k.a. by far the best division in football so far this year. Not only are all four AFC North teams multiple games over 500, they would all make the playoffs if the season ended right now. Yes, that somehow, some way even includes the Steelers, the seemingly dysfunctional and terrible-to-watch Steelers. The only offenses that have produced fewer points this season than Matt Nova Scotia's offense in Pittsburgh are, and think about it for a second, this is not a trick question. It's actually the easiest question ever. What are the only offenses in the NFL worse than Matt Saskatchewan's offense in Pittsburgh? Very easy question. You can know next to nothing about the NFL and know that. The only scoring offenses worse than the Steelers so far this year belong to those two total dumpster fires in New York. Like the Steelers, they don't look or sound like a 5-3 and three team. The point I made about the Ravens, they look and sound and act and walk and quack like a 7-2 and two team or better. The Steelers don't look or sound like a 5-3 and three team at all. Especially if you've been paying attention to all this George Pickens social media drama this week. And listen, I hate social media drama. I hate reading about it. I hate talking about it. I hate making it a topic on the show. I think it's lame, personally. The drama. Like, I'm all about social media as a thing. It's not always the best thing. But I'm just talking about the drama that comes along with it. As an example... When a dude like George Pickens unfollows his quarterback on Instagram and deletes any mention of the Steelers and posts, quote, free me, you know, that kind of drama I can't ignore. That's the kind of thing that's going to get people's attention. People are going to ask, the hell is up with that? I mean, it's their job to ask, the hell is up with that? Especially when that all followed. That extremely dramatic, immature, up-in-my-feelings type of social media behavior followed a pretty big primetime win over the Titans. All of that came after a win. Pretty weird time to go raging on the gram after a win, even for a wide receiver. So I can't say that I was totally surprised when Pickens tried to make an excuse and just brush it all off yesterday.
2: George, are you upset?
1: Oh, no. George, like, like you responded to some of the social media stuff by saying, basically, you people need help. Like, do you, uh, are you ups- what would
2: what'd you mean by the social media reaction? Uh, I don't really mix social media football.
1: Yeah, so you did kind of hide all the Steelers stuff from your profile just what what was behind doing that and then restoring
2: it uh just clearing out my
0: page I so, mean not really too crazy you got nothing to do with the Steelers
1: dude why not just plead the fifth amendment like Bob Sala what are you talking about oh yeah I'm totally convinced nothing to see here I don't know what part of that was less convincing. Him starting off with when they asked, are you upset? Ah, nah. Ah, nah. Or the, I don't mix social media and football. Or the, my favorite part actually, I was just clearing out my page. Yeah, dude, you were just clearing out your page. Just doing some spring cleaning. Unfollowing tiny hands. Cleaning some stuff up, you know, erasing any mention of the Steelers, and just getting organized by posting, free me. You know, your totally normal social media behavior. Clearing out your page sounds more like you were clearing out your locker and just taking your ball and going home. Uh, Just clearing out my page. And by the way, what did tiny hands do to you anyway, brah? Are you craving some protein after a good workout? This time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business. I know, I've spoken to this family. And they take their smoked beef extremely seriously. You can taste it in every single bite. Like, who wants dried rough beef in a bag nobody it's like eating a shoe old trapper though is the real deal it comes in four amazing flavors old-fashioned sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness teriyaki peppered and hot and spicy for those of you who like to take things up a notch so the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anywhere anytime reach for old trapper beef jerky look for it in the clear bag That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? All I saw him do is use those tiny hands to throw you a dime in the end zone. And then you somehow managed to land your giant floppy foot out of bounds even though you had plenty of room. I'm guessing even tiny hands Would have been able to get his two tiny feet down on that one. But his alleged star wide receiver could not pull that off. I mean, obviously, nobody's buying any of that from Pickens. I just don't know why he even bothered. Let me riddle you this. When has a social media tantrum, a social media purge, ever worked out for anybody? When has anyone ever looked like a professional, for having a tantrum on Instagram. Instagram. When has it ever actually helped anybody or improved anybody's situation? I said this from the very beginning when I got on Twitter. Don't tweet angry. Don't tweet drunk. Twitter does not have a safety. It's like a loaded gun. It would go off. You know, it's like... I don't like gun analogies at all anymore for obvious reasons. But that's what I meant back in the day. People would get upset. And instead of taking a walk around the block and blowing off a little steam, they'd reach right for their phone. That's Pickens. Luckily for him, Mike Tomlin is not about social media. Which is too bad because I'm still waiting for that straight fire that he promised when he joined what was then Twitter. But the last thing Tomlin's about is straight fire on social Man, there's no way that dude posted that tweet himself. He promised nothing but straight fire. Mike Tomlin, you imagine that? Hey, I'm on Twitter. You're going to get nothing but straight fire from me. And then crickets. But it was such a powerful tweet at the time that I said to myself the second I saw it, uh, the next big horse we have, I'm going to name straight fire. And that's why we named... That big horse we had, Straight Fire. I named that horse Straight Fire based on that tweet. I loved it. I loved it. It's one of James Kelly's favorite horses we've ever had, Straight Fire. Straight Fire was a badass horse, man. And that was a badass tweet that never materialized. Anyway, I digress. Tomlin is not about Straight Fire on social at all. And he's not all about George Pickens' act on social media either. Insert all I like the- breathing. It's easy. I know
0: it's a cute story for you guys, but it is, it is a pebble in my shoe, to be quite honest with you, in terms of the things that I have to do in an effort to get this group ready to play this week. Our focus is on the Green Bay Packers and what we're all going to do um, in this football game, uh, and I can't state it any plainer than that. It's like family. reality television, the way you guys follow social media and write
1: stories about it. That's rich. That's rich. I mean, part of that's true. But that's still rich. He's like, I know that's a cute little story for you guys. It's like reality television for you guys. Yeah, except it was your guy who did it. We're reacting to your guy, Mike. We didn't do it. We're Actually, we're doing our job. Your guy did that. Listen, I agree. I'm not a big fan of it either. But when your star receiver posts free me and washes his account, and unfollows his quarterback, then yes, it is the journo's job to ask, the hell is going on here? But I agree, it is annoying, and it is a pebble in everybody's shoe.
0: Cute story for you guys, but...
1: Yeah. A cute story for us that wouldn't exist if your star receiver didn't do it. Anyway, you make a pretty good point. It is like a pebble in your shoe. It's a good description, actually, for some of the clones. I actually see something kind of parallel here. No names mentioned, but in terms of a pebble in my shoe, I don't want to mention any clones by name because I don't want to bite the hand that feeds Jaworski. No names mentioned, Eric in Orlando. I'm not going to mention names because I need y'all. Ken in S.A., who opened a Jardians box that can never be closed. You guys are like the collective pebble in my shoe. At least that's nicer than calling you the poop in my ice cream, even if you're also that. In fact, you know what you are, really? You're a pinch of ice cream in a giant dumpster of excrement. That's like what reality. some of you are. Got that from Coach Cal. There's a bucket of
0: poop and there's a bucket of ice cream. It's like you have on television. All the- ice cream in that poop that you want it doesn't change it but one little pinch of that poop in that ice cream ruins that ice cream and i'll tell a guy you my man are the poop in our ice cream
1: hey now jim rome here let me talk to you for a moment about one of my all-time favorite products hello fresh with hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep Skip trips to the grocery store, count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. This is why it is America's number one meal kit. And the holidays are right around the corner, and HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you a ton of time. What I'm saying is this, HelloFresh is so much more than just delicious dinners. HelloFresh can help take the hassle out of every mealtime occasion with easy breakfast, quick lunches, and snacks all delivered along with your weekly box. That's why I love it, for all of those reasons. So what you want to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash roamfree and use the code roamfree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's a free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com/roamfree. But you have to use the code roamfree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. We are joined by Jalen Ford. Jalen, it's great to have you on, dude. How you feeling?
0: I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah, you call me. Um, I was actually in the, in the weight room, but uh, I'm doing good. Uh, just you know, trying to get this week. Uh, really? Trying to prep for this week, prep for the
1: game. Uh, pretty, pretty hard to do that when I'm pulling you out of the weight room, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> see you. <laughs> no, see you. You. Good, you good? All right. So you guys won three straight. You're eight and one. Yeah. Obviously, you're locked in. In fact, you're eight and one for the first time since '09. What's the vibe like in that locker room? And how are you feeling about the team overall with three games left and so many great opportunities still in front of you?
0: Yeah, the you know the vibe for sure is um kind of just wanting to you know, handle, you know, control what we can control and kind of handle our business. Uh, we know, like, you know, as far as where we ranked and um, all that other stuff is, you know, as long as we do what we're supposed to do and, you know, go out there and win um, these last three games, uh, I think, you know, then we'll kind of see where, where we're at from there. Um, but, you know, that, I think the team is doing a pretty good job of just building off of the last game and improving. And, you know, we're late in Nov. It's getting late in November, so, you know, that's when, The games become tough. You know, teams start to – the season starts to toll up. So I think everybody's been a good job of just staying on top of everything.
1: Joe and Ford joining us, Longhorn linebacker. In fact, speaking of that, last week you outlasted Kansas State in a wild one in OT 33-30. They made a heck of a comeback rallying from 20 down in the second half. As a senior leader on that D, what were you telling your teammates when K-State made that run?
0: Uh, You know, I was telling them, you know, you got to – you know, we knew K-State was going to give us the game. We knew they were going to come out there and battle. Uh, and I think, you know, one of our guys had made a point earlier today that was pretty good was, like, going into the game, if you had told us that K-State, you know, we'd be in a one-possession game to win, you know, we'd, we'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. So it was like, uh, I think, you know, for them, you know, we expected them to come out and battle us. And I think for the for the defense, I was just telling them, like, we got to go take it and not going to give it to us. And so I think we were out there. You know, they tested us, especially down the stretch. Um we kind of just answered on defense. And so just really proud of the
1: guys. I was going to say you answered that test. You passed that test. In fact, you aced it in the right. sense that how pumped were you to see your guys dig in and come up yeah. with that huge fourth down stop to seal the win?
0: Right. Uh, that's uh, credit to the D-line, man. That was all them. Uh, the back end, you know, they we knew who they, they wanted to go to the tight end, Thirty four. So we kind of covered him up and then kind of took his read away. And then by then, you know, the D-line was able to get to the quarterback, didn't have enough time to look anywhere else. So that's kind of just the definition of team defense, everybody doing their job. Um, And, you know, uh, enough for someone to go make the play or, you know, for the whole defense to get a stop. And so just seeing that kind of on tape, it kind of was like, it was a cool thing to see as a defensive player.
1: Jalen Ford joining us, Texas Longhorn. Let me ask you about the other side of the ball. You continue to find ways to win, even without starting quarterback Quinn Ewers, who's been out with that shoulder injury. Dude, that's a really big ask for a redshirt freshman like Malik Murphy to come in and hold it down. How impressed are you with the way he's handled himself and the moment overall since he stepped in?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm definitely proud of Malik. Um, you know, he's a guy who takes his preparation serious. Even, uh, you know, before he knew he was going to go out there and play, uh, just, you know, since he's been here, he's been a guy who's about, you know, preparing and making sure that he's uh, got the same mentality, the same, you know, uh, level of execution that the starter does. And I think he finally got his chance to go out there. And uh, as, as a backup quarterback or just a quarterback in general, you know, everything goes through you. So uh, people don't really see, you know, how much it really takes to go out there and execute. Um, you know, he may, he may make mistakes, um, he made a few, um, but I think for the most part, for him to be able to, you know, still stand out there and kind of uh, be the general the offense and kind of take charge uh, and, you know, still get two victories on his belt, I think that's huge. Um, and, you know, to say the least about Malik, he's just a guy who wants to win for his team, really cares and, is, you know, he's kind of hard on himself, but I think that's just part of it.
1: Hey, listen, before I send you back to the weight room, a couple of things. The selection committee, and and I'm hearing what you're saying about, hey, listen, we can't worry about things that are out of our control. But the selection committee for the college football playoff obviously has to pick the four best teams in the nation. Again, out of your control. But we are having a conversation, you and I, on national platform. I want to give you a chance to make a case for your team. Do you think, for instance, that your win at Alabama might be the best win of any team this season? I think
0: think that win for us uh it's you know it says a lot um it was early in the season uh but i think for us to you know to go to alabama and play them in their house and kind of come out with a victory kind of just shows i think what t- what type of team we have um you know that we can be you know we could we could dominate our uh, – we kind of we got the talent up front uh, and you know uh, on the o line the d line you know in the trenches we kind of got we got a lot of talent there in the back end the skill uh, I, th- I just say we play a great um, overall offense, defense, special teams. Uh, we got a three core team, uh, and so I-, I would say for us that is a you know definitely a defining win. Um, and we just kind of look to build on it. Though I wouldn't say that's the only win we want to look at, um, but it is one that we can kind of uh, hold up there and say you know we did that.
1: All right, so before you go, i got to ask you about this, because every single time you take the field, I would imagine you're playing not only for your teammates, not only for your school, yeah. but for your family. Is it true? Is your mom actually the one who instilled your toughness in you, and what's mom's like?
0: Uh, man, mom is the calmest person in the world. <laughs> uh, but, you know, growing up, uh, she definitely instilled a lot of things. Uh, one of them was just, you know, mental toughness and just being able to Uh, whatever you put your mind to, kind of go out there and do it. Uh, Credit to her. She's, you know, growing up, seeing her working, uh, supporting me, um, you know, she did it uh, most of the time on her own. So, you know, just seeing how tough she was, it kind of just rubbed off on me. And I think I get my work ethic from her. And that's kind of, you know, where everything else just followed in. So, Definitely give a lot of credit to my mom.
1: I love that. So, quick follow. She clearly knows life, like mom knows life. How well does mom yeah, she know knows ball? Football too. I was gonna how say, was you, well. you beat me yeah. too. I was gonna say, how she well does knows, she know ball?
0: She knows. She knows a lot about ball. Um, you know, that's the first thing anybody that talks to my mom. That's what she. That's what they always say. Is just uh, man. She really knows ball. So you know, since I was a little kid, just being able to talk football with her. Um, she, we grew up in a football household, athletic family. So. You know, even when she was little, she was playing sports. She grew up with brothers. So uh, she's no stranger to it. And I think just having her around, being able to talk about the things she sees and how she can even coach me up sometimes, uh, <laughs> is definitely a blessing to have.
1: I think that's awesome. Texas is 8-1, and and they've got a big game coming up, TCU, Saturday. Jalen Ford having another big year. Jalen, sorry to pull you out of the weight room. Better go back in there and get it no, in. Good. But great to have you, man. Great show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you. you. I would say that bad football is better than no football. In fact, I would say that bad football is much better than no football. Would you agree? Yes, sir. Okay. Then again, I never expected anyone to have two of the worst teams in the NFL play each other in prime time as the only game of the week. I mean, never mind a captive audience. We're freaking hostages in this case. Panthers v. Bears is an act of football terrorism, if you ask me. And if I'm being real, Head, I don't even want to talk about this game, let alone actually watch this game. And per usual, I will watch it because they pay me to watch it. Just know this, they don't pay me nearly enough to watch this. There have been some garbage matchups, Head, on Thursday night over the years. But I would be hard-pressed to think of one that is worse than the 1-7 Panthers playing the 2-7 and seven Bears. But since we really have no choice but to talk about it and watch it, we may as well get down and hit it. Can you make me feel any better about this head, or am I right in what I say?
2: No, I can't do that. You know, the team that has won two games in the last calendar year plus, that's lost eight games by 13 points or more during that time period. Who will have Tyson Bagent under center tonight is favored by three points. I cannot twist it or, or – Dude,
1: what does know. that tell you about the Panthers? Oh, my God. What does that tell you about how bad the Panthers are?
2: Not only that, too, Jim, I'm going to lay the points and take the Bears here. <laughs> On offense, they've been able to actually move the ball. They had 368 yards of total offense against the Saints last weekend. It's just the turnovers. They had five on Sunday. They have the worst turnover margin in football. They have to limit them tonight, and that's possible against this Panthers defense because not only are they bad as they rank 31st in scoring, they don't create turnovers themselves when the uh, teams do throw on them. Also, teams choose to run the ball on them more than any other team in the NFL, which plays into Chicago's strengths in running the football. Add the fact that the Panthers won't have their best player in Brian Burns and are missing a couple uh, starters in the secondary. On the other side of the ball, the Bears' D can stop the run, credit there. But, yes, they are backside Molinari and pass defense because they cannot get to the quarterback. <laughs> Right, that's them. But they did bring in Montez Sweat. So yeah, I didn't really that. know what
1: you meant by that, but now I do. Yep. and I'm yep. not amused.
2: <laughs> Great news too here. Carolina averages an NFL worst 4.8 yards per pass attempt. That'll help the Bears. ATS. Cal- uh, Carolina is the worst team in football here. Won six and uh, one six in the season. Carolina. Carolina. Uh, uh, Catalina. Catalina. The Panthers.
1: Catalina. Sad. Yeah, I've been in Catalina. I've been in Catalina. Yeah. Too,
2: actually. yeah. Pretty nice out there. Yeah. Ritt's team is one six and one on the season against um the spread. So that you miss terrible. that guy, don't you? You constantly
1: invoke Ritt's name. Well, it is Damn funny. Right. We're, That's how I remember Ritz team up all the time because they're so bad and we're talking Jelly about beans Ritz. But. I like that you Suck. keep his memory and legacy alive around here. It's
2: okay, good. It's a good dude, Ritz. One hit wonder He's my butt. Guy. Miss Ritt. Okay. Um Matt Eberfree. I didn't I say
1: you couldn't be friends with him. He just doesn't work here anymore. Fair. I agree. I like what cool. up, Ritz? Go ahead. Uh Everfluce went is belly up 5 as
2: well. and 21 as the Bears coach, Matthew Nagy's Bears are dunking on you dude, you know, penis and cracker jack style. Hanging on the I rim right to your face. Start winning and please cover that. Okay, can we go back to that? Uh, it is pretty two.
1: obvious what he said. Peanuts. Penance? We bro- we broken that down. Peanuts.
2: That's like Dez, dude. I'm pretty sure it's not peanuts.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure it is peanuts. No matter how badly you want to be otherwise. See, we broke that down frame by frame many years ago. Uh, he's over 500. Why are you keeping that alive?
2: Because he's over 500 as a coach, and Matt's 5-21. Uh, and 21. Okay. Yeah. Do you think Dez said Penix or Penis?
1: Well, why are you bringing Dez into this Just Remind me unless this to talk about that sign-stealing scandal?
2: Oh yeah, he does not like to talk about that at all.
1: None of them do. <laughs> None of the Weird Michigan men happens, do, right? Yeah. Nor Jaworski eight six four three forty two ninety eight. No. Nope. Hashtag. And now
2: all of a sudden, Connor Stallions is a rogue employee, like Matt Walsh was in Spygate. Google Matt Walsh clones. Same thing going on here.
1: Here you go, head. I like it. So wh- where are we at? Where Where are we? Did you make your Bears pick Bears minus
2: three. Yes, Bears minus three.
1: Bears minus mm-hmm. three. Is there no hook in that game?
2: there's no hook there was yesterday this morning no hook it's gone so that's good. good
1: good I like that yeah seriously dude I can't believe that this is actually a real thing man I'd love to know in fact no I need to know who sit down and thought hey you know what why don't we find two teams that have been complete ass and have them play each other in prime time as the only game of the day absolutely awesome idea like I'm trying to think of just one thing that either one of these teams does well I can't mm-hmm. I can't. Actually, you know what? That's not true. You referenced no, it. No, no, no. The bear? no no, no. Yeah, I know, I know. He dunked on me. He owns me. me. I know. You don't need to say Why it. No, you, it? you, you that's actually that's called it. Yeah, yeah, it's not a very good one, eh, Rex? No, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, so the one thing I said, I can't think of one ah! single team that either one of these teams do well, but you referenced it. The Bears He's are actually good against it. the run. In He's fact, miraculously—shut up, Alvin— The Bears actually, miraculously, are the best team in the NFL against the run. Yes, sir. There, I said something positive about that game. Otherwise, that game is complete Thursday night assery. Mm -hmm. Tell you what, I will also take Chicago, and I will lay the points. But not because I feel good about the Bears. I don't. I just... Feel much worse about the Panthers. The Panthers are garbage defensively. They cannot protect Bryce Young. Offensively, they are 31st in the league in offensive DVOA. Not good. And not good. The Bears are at home on a short week, against a one-win team, angling to get the first pick overall that they do not even get to keep. They have to give it to the Bears. Mm -hmm. All of that should be enough for the Bears to cover. Bears, minus three, and head. Let's hope that it's not as horrible as we know it will be. I know. Do you see any other way to make it better? Any other way to make this game watchable? Any other way had to get us paid? Yeah, I have one prop here. The Bears
2: allow the most receiving yards and touchdowns to running backs in the NFL. They're 578 yards allowed. Two backs is 152 yards more than the second-worst defense. That defense is, of course, uh, Brandon Staley's. I got to bring that up, but...
1: Yeah, well, you don't have to, but I knew you would. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm going with a Carolina. Running hey, by the back way, dude, there. they're back
1: to 500. In case you didn't know. Hey, I know that they made, they got me paid the other day. Matt. Ma- speaking Bra- of money, Matt Money Smith's coming up at 11 o'clock. I know you love money. That's love right. money.
2: I worked with money. One of my favorite dudes ever. One of the best dudes ever, by the way.
1: He is no doubt. Uh, but you but you still had to just crack on Brandon Staley. Just had he to. Did too. I, I forgot
2: money was coming on too. Just delete that one, Alvin. Uh-uh. No, sorry. <laughs> Thank did you.
1: you just try to delete yourself with an get <laughs> <laughs> like out Allen. Allen,
2: part uh, <laughs>
1: Allen, man. Josh Allen. Prop- anyway dude you were so yeah. far off the reservation yeah. what are you trying to what are you trying to say here what are the prop bets we need money I'm going with Miles Sanders
2: over 10 and a half yards receiving Miles Sanders mm. over 10 and a half yards receiving here
1: okay just out one.
2: Just that one, and it is a question because mm. Chuba Hubbard has been getting most of the uh, carries and receptions out of the backfield lately, but I'm going to try Miles here. Okay, so run it back for
1: me. You got one bet and
2: one prop. What do you got? Bears minus three,
1: and Miles Sanders over 10 and a half yards receiving tonight. All right, head, get your rest because we're going to play five games tomorrow. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, head.
2: Sounds good. Tell money hello. I'll do
1: it. James Big Head Kelly. Big Head Betts. He and I are on the same page on this one. And probably good for me because he and I have not been on the same page in recent weeks and I've been getting worked. So he and I both are going to lay the points. Chicago minus three. Again, whose idea was this? Two of the worst teams in the NFL playing one another. A combined three and 14. Primetime. The only game. Never mind captive audience, as I mentioned, we are hostages. It's the equivalent of football terrorism. But what are you, you going to do, not watch it? And if I have to watch it, I'm sure it's hell going to get down. Take the edge off, get everybody me paid.
0: Get down. do it now.
1: And if you don't want to do it, don't. You don't. Everybody doesn't have to get down, and you don't have to do it now. But I did. I hit that thing already this morning, and I'm glad that hook went away. All right, how are you going to play that game? Are you going to watch that game? Here's the big question. Tommy, think about this for a minute. You and I, as the EP, have to have this conversation. I want to put something in the back of your head. But you can hear me on the radio. That is the sound of me smashing the giant plastic tower of beef. It is time to beef. Hit me up with anything you want except the JN and also bathroom beefs. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-636-8686. Check it out. Look who's back. Nooch! Nooch in New Orleans. My brother, what is your beef? Oh, Jimmy, before I get to my beef, I just wanted to say that this week marks 13 years for me being in the jungle and
0: 10 years of me lobbing you corny phone calls. I just want to say I truly appreciate everything that you and the XR4TI have done for me over these years. Uh, whether you know it or not, you are a, a, a very important part of my day. Um, now I'm going to go ahead and get to my beef. Look, as you may well know, I'm like the king of grubbing down and vegging out. But the next time I order shrimp fried rice from the place around the corner, and I get 13 pounds of rice, and then one single little minced cocktail shrimp in there, Romy, I'm going to lose my mind. Unwar, la bitch James ruining Space Jam.
1: I'm out. Rack him, Nooch, my boy. Rock him. Good to hear from you, brother. He can get away with saying something like that. Nucci's got history with the program. I love it. 1-800-636-8686. All right, and a good beef, too. A strong beef. I could walk it off on that, and that'd be a good segment. Let's go to Boise. Mike in Boise. Mike, what's your beef?
0: You know, I'm all about letting old ladies out of the church parking lot on Sunday morning. But when you're trying to get to work, there's always one jerk that's letting everybody else in front of him, making himself feel like a good Samaritan and making everybody else be late. People, don't be that guy. Go when you're supposed to go. Stop when you're supposed to stop.
1: I'm out. I got you, Mike. I see you working. That's solid. Two for two. Let's go to Vancouver. Mike. Mike in Vancouver. Mike, good to have you. What's your beef?
0: My beef is that damn dispatch guy that keeps calling me to add stuff to my day. I'm trying to get my job done so I can get home to my family. I'm going to run this truck up, y'all. And if you keep bugging me, do your shit.
1: Whoa, 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 my dude. One more thing that you cannot do in the beef segment. Drop four-letter bombs. I mean, that, that was real. That was a legit beef. He was legitimately angry. However, we're still on... The Tiffany Network, even if we're not on TV, we are on the radio, middle of the day. You can't go four-letter bombs. All right, reset yourselves. one eight hundred six 636 Let's go to Toledo. Mark, good to have you. Mark, what's your beef? With Michigan, man. The reason they walk into a bar with their chest out is so their boobs don't drag on the floor. Eat your damn crow, you dumbass. Out. My man, Mark in Toledo. The reason Michigan man walks into a bar with his chest out is so his boobs don't drag on the ground. All right. That's good to know. 1-800-636-8686. We'll get to the written beefs a little bit later on. Plenty of time in this segment. Let's go to Wisconsin. Stew and Wisco. Hey, Stu, what's cracking? What's your beef?
0: Hey, Jim. Dude, my beef is with Giannis getting kicked out of that game last night. Why that call by the ref was about as bad as Geoff's wife saying, I do? Giannis has got to know he can't get that chippy with players, man. What my dude needs is a fall guy. So, Giannis, next time a player starts stepping in on you, just tell Brooke dumping his pants to find a
1: face with his elbow. Simple. Hey, Stu and Wisco. Does Geoff have a wife? I don't even know. Actually, I don't even care. Let's keep this thing moving. Again, 1 800 636 8686. Let's go to Phoenix. Check this out Booga Wolf. Yo, Booga Wolf, before we get to your beef, dude, I got to know why do they call you Booga Wolf? Go ahead, dude. Tell me. Yo.
0: They they call me the Booger Wolf. We're just the the wolfly guys out here, but my beef, man.
1: Dude, I don't care why they call you Booger Wolf. That's known as self-gloss, dude. You can't call in as Booger Wolf, even if you're known as Booger Wolf out here. It's almost like he knew. He's like, they call me Booger Wolf out here, but because but my beef is no Nope, nope, nope. You called in as booger wolf. Dude, if you call in next time as whoever you actually are, I'll take that beef. Tommy, quote, why the long face? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Jungle Tourette's. Why the long face? Get it? I just pulled a clone. All right, so we're banging and rolling telephone calls. There was a self-gloss mixed in there. Booger Wolf. We don't do that during the show, so it would stand a reason that we can't do that during a beef segment. There is no self-glossing. If you get gloss from the show and it's show-generated gloss, then that's okay. You walk right into that. You should have known when I said, not what's your beef, but why do they call you Booger Wolf? Yo, B-Dub, I want you to meet the rest of your friends. Alvy, are you able to buy- do this in the middle of a beef segment? Levi the Trash Man.
0: Dice Man. Lonnie Carter in Spokane. The yeah. Big
2: Bighorn Falling Ball.
0: Jay. Gizzle. Manny Cheeseburger over here.
2: Shot is in Van City. Lone Profit. The
0: Grump. The Grouch. Moldoggy in NorCal. The Dougler. Zookeeper. Roaster. Garbage Man Brad. The Cracker Jack.
2: G-Money. Sexy Rexy from New Mexico. The Red Dog. Horse Monkey, Tree Frog. G-Money.
0: V-Man. S-D. Bow down. Z man Puntin
2: Woman.
1: His Silly Rabbit.
0: Barracuda. Barracuda. Uh,
1: the Muscle Shark.
0: Denver John. The Horse Whisperer.
1: Main man here.
0: The bread man. Plenty of the bartender. Tombo. Smokehouse.
2: Tombo
1: yeah. Ed.
0: I'm a desert dog. They call me T Rush. Rock and Rodney. Hey, it's
2: Mad Max from 219 in Indiana. Rude Dog from North Topeka. From Richie Bones in Buffalo, New York.
1: AKA A D-O-R. And the Renegade Master.
2: Bruin James. So
1: Cow baby. Bruin James. It's me old bag to deuce. Ew. The tow truck. Did they call me the Booger Wolf? That's not a call. No. Dude, that thing has gotten long. I don't like that call. Hey, Booger Wolf, you got a lot of new friends. It's all good, man. It's not like you've been singled out or anything. Alvy, that that thing has gotten long. I didn't think that was ever going to end. Let's keep it going. It's the beef segment. Four different kinds of beef. I'm looking at the old fashioned, the peppered, the hot and spicy, the original—all incredible. Hmm. Where do you want to go, Tommy? Hmm. Let's go to Charleston. Chuck. Chuck, good to have you. What's your beef? home what is up? What's up, dude? I I am hot.
0: I drive a pickup truck, and I rarely do I look in the bed. But people tend to throw their trash in there. And when I get on the road, I look in the rear view and trash is just flying around like confetti. I am hot, dude. Um, now only going to get a ticket. I'm out there littering. It's not even my fault. Anyway, it's what it do out.
1: Good man. Good job. Good take. So the other day, I got a beef. So our trash cans are out, and the trash cans are picked up and emptied. So I'm ready to roll them back in, and I open one up to make sure that it's been emptied. And I see a bag of Mickey D's at the bottom of the trash can. Man, I'm so hot. I'm so pissed. Like, I hate that. I hate that. Just take your Mickey D's or whatever you have and throw it away yourself. Don't be dropping by my trash can. So I'm telling Dodger Jano this. I'm like, man, I am so pissed. I'm so pissed. You know it's some vendor. It's somebody who works the neighborhood. It's somebody. Somebody. I'm like, hey, DJ, I got a beef. I got a beef with that a-hole that dropped their Mickey D's in our trash can right after the trash can got emptied. She looks at me and she goes, ha! I'm like, that's funny to you. I'm I'm really angry. She's like, I'm the a-hole who did it. (laughs) I was rushing around. I'm like, oh, DJ, you did not. That is so funny. She's laughed at me. She's like, I'm the a-hole. I'm like, since when do you go to Mickey D's? That's not part of your deal. Like that—that's how I knew it was safe, right? There's no way she would go to Mickey D's in the middle of the day. But she made that rare Mickey D's run. Busted. All right, where to now? Let's go to Austin. I love. Being back in Austin, love it. Who is that, G? In Austin, G, what's going on with your beef? My beef is people who don't leave
2: early enough, and then they get on the road and treat it like it's my issue that they're running late.
1: That's a good point, Thank G. You. you know, I feel you. Ward. I feel you. That's a good point. Way to keep it tight. Way to keep it tight. He's like, hey man, my beef is with people who don't leave early enough. You know, in. In essence, they're driving way too fast. They're driving way too erratically. And they're making it seem like it's my issue. They're all up in my ass. I agree with you, dude. This guy's been here since the open, so we should hear him out. Let's go to Lawrence. Parody Larry. Larry, dude, what's your beef? Jim, my beef is with that bald-headed blunderdome, Coach Salad, and his baby boy in New York, Eddie in second grade. This failed experiment with Zach, urgh,
0: Zach Wilson must end now. The clueless coup Hunter has no pocket presence, and that's why he gets laid flat on his back even more times than Methleen does when she visits Eddie in Orlando's famous bait house on a Saturday night. Oh, Rogers, oh, Rogers, why you have to get hurt. Now our Super Bowl dreams are buried in the dirt. You better listen to Broadway Joe and have Wilson pack his bags and
1: go. That's right. Hit the road, Zach. Now I'm done. Dude, I can't believe you made it to the end of that beef. That beef had a little bit of everything. That was almost like a Broadway show for parody Larry. I cannot believe how many different acts were a part of that beef. Hey, Larry, that was worth the wait, even if the wait was six months. Parody Larry. That was something else. Let's get some written beefs in here. Nice job, Larry. Romy, my beef is with my girlfriend. Just because we both work from home doesn't mean we need to speak all day. How many times do I need to explain that between 11 and 2 is jungle time? So for the love of God, just sit there quietly until Roman's done. War, medical, truffle, shuffle, nation. Mike in Southeast Wisco. It says, my beef is with you saying that Jardians Nation is not a thing. Signed, fat Americans that use donuts as buns. Dude. Not doing it. I put a ban on it. A moratorium on it. You can't have a beef with me putting a ban on something. My show, my bands. It's not a thing. Don't do it. Take that crap someplace else. I'm sure somebody else will entertain that. I'm not the one who's going to. Jim, these fabric belts have no holes for the prong. You just push the prong through the fabric, and every time you put the belt on, invariably a new hole is created. And in about a week, that belt is completely shredded. Or in the case of the Jardian's girl, the belt is shredded in a day. Oh my freaking God. What did I just say? What do you not understand? About the JN not being a topic. I banned it. Not from the beef segment, but from the show. Not doing it. God. Well, my beef is with my vacuum cleaner. I routinely get it out to suck up cat hair, dog hair, human hair, and it all gets wrapped and tangled around the spinning brush at the bottom. Instead of me cleaning it, I need to call Connor Stallions to refurbish, quote unquote, my vacuum. Glenn in MD. Better, better. Hey, real, My beef is with the recently divorced guy at my gym who uses his gray reducing just for men in the shower, leaving a disgusting purple residue in the stall. Brother, this is a gym, not a hair salon, and your new young girlfriend could care less about your lettuce, and is after your wallet. Clean it up, Mike Orr in Toronto. That's good. That one I like. Look who's in. Jimmy, my man. My beef is after listening to James Kelly attempt to speak, I have no idea who won. The Chicago Bears are actually playing tonight. Wore the Carolina Panthers. Come on. That's James in Portland who did that. That's your beef segment. Good night, no.